Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this final leg of Season 5, I'm reading my way through every single goddamn page in The Revenge of Kang, the final module in the Time Warp Adventure series for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes role-playing game. And as I do, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on each page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Revenge of Kang was written by Ray Winninger and was published in 1990. Today we're discussing page 53 of The Revenge of Kang. This page begins chapter 30, Wong Chu's Camp. This chapter is mostly about sneaking around a secure facility by making a series of boring stealth rolls, and you will be delighted to hear, although not as delighted as I am to say, we're not talking about that shit. I simply refuse. I simply will not spend another podcast episode talking about making boring, repetitive stealth rolls. Instead, we're going to talk about the alternative structure that this chapter provides. You see, while most superheroes would definitely be dumb enough to walk out of their time machine, immediately get hit by mortar shells, try to fight 15 guys with rifles, get their asses kicked, and then get marched 45 minutes through the sweltering jungle in their spandex to a prisoner of war camp, some superheroes might have better heads on their shoulders and may avoid being captured. This chapter serves double duty then. It's about how to break out of your holding cell and sneak about the base and get the clues you need if you have been captured. But it's also about what happens if you weren't captured and you need to sneak into the camp, into the holding cell, talk to Tony Stark, then sneak out of the holding cell, sneak around the camp, then sneak back out of the camp. Once again, we're not going to talk about the sneak part because even I value my time more than that, but we are going to talk about this alternative route through the adventure where you sneak into the POW camp rather than being thrown into it as a prisoner. First order of business, what do you do if you were captured? Quote, if the heroes are breaking out of the cage, they can either use their powers to free themselves, the cage is made of excellent strength material, or lure the two guards inside by faking a fight or setting up some other sort of diversion. Give the guards a remarkable intensity intuition feat roll to see through such a scam, but allow the heroes to spend karma to influence the results of the guards' roll. Because when the GM wants you to succeed, the rules just work differently. Quote, once the guards are inside the cage, the heroes can grab the guards' weapons and let themselves out. So this is pretty standard uh, action movie or comic book stuff, right? Oh, I've got a bellyache. Come help me. And then they come in and then, you know, you cold cock them and then you go out through the open door of the barbed wire fence or whatever. The only problem is the next thing that happens in that scene is where all the American prisoners escape and triumphantly take over the camp, right? Except you don't want that. Quote, Breaking out of the cage is a little trickier than you might think, since the heroes must make sure that none of the other prisoners escape along with them. If there was a mass jailbreak, Stark wouldn't be in the prison camp to finish building the Iron Man armor and the time stream would suffer irreparable damage. So, however you decide to get out, whether through deception or stealth or some kind of diversion or using your fucking wings, you have to make sure that nobody else escapes. So, okay, just a little wrinkle, just a little extra challenge. Fair enough. But what happens if you are coming here without having been captured? What if you witnessed what went down between the Viet Cong and the American soldiers, you decided to stay out of it and then just track or secretly follow everybody back to the POW camp, so now you're sneaking in. You gotta make all those stealth rolls we're not gonna talk about, but the much greater challenge, I feel, may be, how do you open up the dialogue with Tony Stark once you get into the holding cell about what you want from him? Because truly there has never been a greater invitation for one human being to say to another, hey, fuck off. Put yourself in Tony Stark's position. Here you sit, dead of night. You're languishing your third night in a Vietnamese POW camp. 
And it hurts extra for you because you're not just coming from a regular free civilian life. You're coming from the life of Tony Stark. Four nights ago, you were eating the finest caviar off the prettiest body parts of the five prettiest people in a penthouse at the most exclusive party in New York City. You're filthy rich. You're one of the greatest geniuses of your generation. You have everything you want. Now, here you sit in your barbed wire holding cell. You are approached by some little twerp superheroes from the news, or worse yet, by just oddly dressed strangers, in the case of original heroes from the present. They fly or dig or phase or whatever into your holding cell, and they don't look Vietnamese, so you assume that they come from some foreign power to help you. And you know your hot shit. You know your importance. You're like, I'm over here. I'm over here. Right? Who else would they be here to rescue? And they're like, Mr. Stark? And you're like, yeah, that's me. Let's get the fuck out of here. And they say, well, we're afraid that we can't take you with us and we can't let you out. You have to stay in the cell. But we just kind of came to check in and see how things are going. Buddy, how, uh, what's it been like being captive? Anything unusual happening other than the landmine and the shrapnel and the POW camp and the demand that you create a super weapon? For Wong Chu, how's it going? And I mean, I guess in this scenario, Tony Stark is going to tell his story because what else is he going to do? But naturally, he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, yeah, they asked us to make the super weapon. We said yes, but I'm not really going to do it for them. I'm, I'm going to betray them. So Professor Yin Sen, he's this great physicist. He and I have been working together. And what we were planning to do is make something we could use to break out. But we managed to hide this power supply. Just the other day, this guy Lao Ye comes in. And he stole the power supply, so they still have us working, but we can't complete our work, either for them or for our breakout. We're at our wits' end. I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. This breakout plan is a bust. So let me just let me just jump into your arms, and we'll get the hell out of here. Let's get back to America and go to Burger King. I hear the siren song of product placement calling my name. But then this goofy-looking motherfucker with the wings, or, or the phasing power, or whatever, says, well, as I said before, we're not here to help exactly we just needed to know what's up with you. Now it sounds like, okay, this person, Lao Ye, I think that's probably the person we're looking for. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go kind of roam around, hit some other places in the camp, see if we can find out where this Lao Ye is. And if we're lucky, we'll find that power unit that you were hiding away to use to facilitate a breakout through your backbreaking labor, trying to blacksmith power armor before the shrapnel reaches your heart. Uh, we're going to find the piece that you're missing and bring it back to you, and then backbreaking labor is going to be back on the menu, buddy. How about that? And then we'll fly away and leave you here, and you can do a breakout. And we do have a little bit of privileged information about how this is going to go down. Professor Yinsen, no offense, but um, if you do turn out not to be able to do the backbreaking labor quickly enough, because you're elderly, you may need to run directly into gunfire to buy enough time. But I know, one way or another, whether you live or die, you'll work it out. Everything is going to be fine. Dead or alive, we're all going to be fine at the end of this, except for us. Once again, we are actually going to fly away. I wouldn't be shocked if Tony Stark ends up as a supervillain after all this. Whether this was done to him by weird strangers or the X-Men, this does not speak well of superheroes. And why on earth should he trust you? It was bad enough when it was like non-military people, no guarantee he suspected you might be spies. That was when he saw you fight the VC and get captured, get thrown in here. If you just show up in the middle of the night, out of nowhere, under your own power, right? No guard escort. No one threw you in. You just flew down from the actual sky into the holding cell to ask a lot of questions about what escape plans everybody might have. <laughs> and then you just leave and say, for complicated reasons, we can't help with any of these escape plans, but just know that we're rooting for you. Goodbye. There's no reason for Stark to trust them. 
this shit is going to mess up the timeline worse than anything Kang had planned. This is the dumbest thing on this page, not only because it defies belief that you could get Tony Stark's cooperation in this, get everyone's trust, and not mess up the timeline with this blatant and bizarre interference, but also it shows that the alternative to getting captured, which as we've seen is going to be disastrous for many characters and throw the whole logic of this leg of the story off, the alternative is almost as bad. The alternative is clearly an afterthought. The motivations don't make any sense. The course of events don't make any sense. This is purely a backup in case the author doesn't get what he really wants, which is apparently for the teenage X-Men to get captured, stripped of all their equipment, and then question mark, question mark, question mark. Like we talked yesterday about how that's a dumb thing, but it's compounded today when we find out that the author barely bothered to create an alternative way through the adventure because he was fully committed that the main route through this storyline, as through all of his storylines, must revolve around being captured. Anyway, as promised, I've left out all the stealth roles, but believe me when I say you make a shitload of them, and eventually, in one of a couple of different places you might visit, you find a map that shows you where this guy Lao Ye is going to be. Your only lead from Tony Stark is that Lao Ye is the one who stole the power supply, and so you're off once again, by way of yet more stealth roles, to fight, to quote next chapter's title, yet another Kang. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband. <laughs>